0: Welcome to the Financial Coconut Podcast Network, the leading personal finance podcast network in Singapore. I'm your host, Reggie, aka your Chief Financial Coconut, and every Tuesday, you will be spending more time with me. (laughs) And sometimes, I will be bringing some friends along as I take you through various leading ideas that I find interesting and worthy of your time in the personal finance world today. I've decided to call this segment First Dips, hoping that you and I can get first dips on these leading ideas. Hey Coconuts, recently the market hasn't been doing so well Uh, I think you would know We've been trying to cover some of these topics That help you get a little bit more value out of your spending And yeah, inevitably We have to talk a little bit about credit cards right? Because credit cards are giving a lot of perks In your spending process And to be clear, for the longest time I don't use credit cards Partly for personal reasons Which if you are an avid listener You would know some of my personal reasons And partly for the reality that as an entrepreneur I really don't have stable income in my early days So with that reality how am I going to then spend and spend on credit, right? But recently, I've heard the Mount Lion episode that we did with Chills on TFC. If you have not checked out, checked it out. It's on a Thursday series. And I'm like, eh, wow, bro, this guy has some very, very interesting insights. And it picked a little bit on my interest, especially the part when he said, If you don't use it, you're actually compensating for the others that use it because these companies have already factored the cost in. And I'm like, whoa, really? Wow, guy is an evangelist, okay? I'm not. (laughs) I'm nowhere near. I'm just thinking, with the current situation, how can I get more value for my buck? So good morning everyone, I welcome you to another day with the Financial Coconut. In our podcast, we're debunking financial myths, discovering best financial practices and discussing financial strategies that fits our unique life. You get it, ultimately empowering us create a life we love while managing our finances well. I'm your host Reggie, aka Yorchi Financial Coconut. Welcome to my Tuesday weekly segment, also known as First Dips, where I hope that through this process, we get the latest and most interesting insights out there. Okay, so as you can tell, I'm still getting used to the new name, First Dips, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. You know, uh, I've been saying the financial coconut podcast for like hundreds and hundreds of episodes. It's been three years recording. So yeah, we have a new name because uh, I'm seeding the name to the overall network. So welcome to first dips, my Tuesday segment together with me. You can follow me on my Instagram at your host Reggie. You know, on my Instagram, I just want to say on my Instagram, you are not gonna be seeing a lot of personal finance stuff. You're gonna see my farming, like my gardening efforts, my random rant about things, right? So if you wanna, you know, follow me on my journey, follow me at your host Reggie and on this journey with TFC and not just you on the journey with TFC even I myself I've been on a journey with TFC learning all these things and when, when I first started I have a general disdain for things like credit cards lah, you know insurance lah, all, all that right because of the way it is so the social stigma that it carries but over time I have learned one core idea that it is a tool it really matters how we use it. But but it's not easy because all these emotional attachment that we put on through all the horrible experiences that we have and all the horrible stories that others have shared with us, um, sometimes I will say not all tools are as innocent. Okay, that is the truth, especially these days. Some tools are a little bit more inducing. They try to induce you to do certain things. But rather than come from the basis that, oh, this tool is good or this tool is bad, I think, putting aside the moral correctness of all these things and the soft stories that are being peddled, right? It is important for us to learn as consumers how do we use these tools to our best benefit. Which is why you will realise that for the longest time, longest time, I never talk about credit cards. Because for all of you that didn't know, I come from a family that have kind of been burned by some of these things. So credit cards, lah, loans, lah, all that, right? So it's a very traumatic childhood experience. So in general, I harp on this idea that, I just spend what you have. Don't spend on the future. Which which till today, I get it. And I still agree with it. Similar to what Ma Lion said, right? Which is when you use credit cards, it is not about using the money that you don't, have, but it is about using the money that you have and getting the rewards that come along with it. And I'm like, whoa, bro, preach, preach only, you know? <laughs> like I get it, bro. I get it now. Ah. And that blew my mind, it opened up my mind. It's like, oh yeah, maybe it's something. I know some of you tuning in is like, wow, it took you long enough. <laughs> But yeah, you know, I mean, I'm sure many of us, we overcome all this stigma for like insurance, term insurance, or even endowment plans. A lot of these things are unit trust, right? So a lot of these things, they carry negative soft stories. They carry a lot of bad selling process and it's all emotionally loaded, similar to credit cards. So it took me some time, but I've come to a decently good position on this where I'm like, okay, everything is a tool. So how do we use it to benefit us? which also open up for sponsor arrangements, right? So (laughs) So today's episode is sponsored by HSBC Credit Cards and they have a great promo for all of you tuning in today. So stay tuned in the middle for more details. So today I want to kind of envision the different personas within our community, you know, based on what I know of all of you, right? Based on the random surveys that you answer on Telegram, and yeah, I sometimes stalk your Instagram or so. I mean, when you like our, our stuff, you share our things, I also look at your Instagram, right? So yeah, so based on all the different information that I have, I'm gonna try to envision the different personas that's within our community and share with you my thoughts and my perspectives on what kind of credit card structure, what kind of reward structure you. Can potentially explore. Because, because, regardless of what all the other blogs are saying, all the different terminologies, all the sensational blog posts that people put out there, generally, okay, in the land of credit cards, there is one underlying idea. And this idea is spending leading to rewards. I repeat, huh? Spending leading to rewards rewards, okay? So the biggest differential is really the rewarding structure. Whether is it cash back or miles or bank points, which are the three general ways of how rewards are structured, it all really underpins this idea of spending leading to rewards, okay? And I want to repeat at this point in time, it's really about spending the money that you have and you already plan to spend, okay? Don't overspend. You will hate yourself for it, lah, huh? So, with that as the backdrop, okay, I'm gonna try to envision you and try to answer like, should I go for like cashback or should I go for miles or should I do the bank point game? You know, you know, how should I do this thing? Okay, and let's be clear, okay, all companies do that, okay, all companies, okay, on in at TFC, we also try to envision who are you, companies also try to do that, and you know, To be clear, a lot of credit card companies, including HSBC, also try to envision who you are and who are they trying to talk to and create a reward structure that meets your spending style and your needs. Okay, this is like basic, okay? If you work in product, (laughs) you work in marketing, your team member don't talk about this, right? Then you can, you know, tell me (laughs) lah. Okay but the general idea is as such of course there are some of you that are like super elite in this thing right like in your like the mouse games you are strategizing while you got multiple cards going for the complex reward structure you know all the hacking and all that right and maybe today's episode is not for you lah <laughs> You're more advanced, you're more advanced, okay? And if you are, you know, exploring that kind of advanced complex structure, or if you are part of it, then you should, you should really listen to the chills with TFC episode where we did with Mar Lion. You know, at this point in time, we've done hundreds of episodes. I really cannot remember what is the number, <laughs> which one is which one. But on your favorite podcast platform, you can, can search, okay. TFC Mar Lion or the Financial Coconut Ma Lion. You, you will find it. Okay. Essentially, we are a search bar away today <laughs> and okay so now now all the backdrop is set i'm gonna start by envisioning the first persona within our community right and the first persona that i think is quite dominant within our community is the hashtag still single millennial <laughs> it, you know right you know okay um, let's be real uh, millennials i'm also part of the millennial group but i know i know that are elder millennials <laughs> In the community, right? And and it's okay, okay, if you are single, well, and beautiful. It's just that I know by social standards of the past, sometimes we feel a little bit behind the crew, we feel a bit pressured to try to settle down and all that. And of, of course, like you want to get HDB early, you, you know, you know, all that, right? So so I, I'm not saying that you have to settle down, all that, but I know that many of us that are still single, and we look at all these friends that are settled down, they have kids and whatever have you, right we, we kind of get bombarded with a rampage of stuff or so right? we get we get rampage of a uh, wedding invitation, lah, baby shower lah, all, all that lah. so we, we have to do a lot of gifting anywhere, right, so we spend a lot on other people. <laughs> Okay, okay, but barring aside, okay, that pressure and complex emotions of being a still single millennial and okay, all you Gen Zs, especially the elder Gen Zs, don't be too happy. You're not too far away, okay? Three years, five years down, you will be still single Gen Z, okay? So, so all that aside, all that aside, the reality is if you are single, and you have been kind of working through your career you have been moving up you have been accumulating then you kind of reach a level where you do have a different set of spending power which also becomes a fertile ground for all of us to kind of seek experiences you, you will realise this right like people watch concerts you know like F1 I know recently quite a big thing uh, clearly I'm not F F1 fan Okay, I don't see the beauty in uh, seeing the car zoom zoom and boom, like that. I don't see any beauty in that. Okay. And, and let me tell you, the best way to watch F1 is uh go for a big, big television, right? Watch the slow-mo in an aircon, con epoch con. To me, that's the best. Okay. <laughs> but I know, I know a lot of people go to F1, not to watch F1, but to use F1 as a way to come together and talk about business. But that's a different discussion, okay? The reality is. Because we have all this money sitting around and let's be real, right? You have a few hundred thousand or you accumulate, okay? You're like 30s, you're mid 30s, you hundred plus thousand sitting around. You know, your CPF also has some money. You, you feel like, mm, what should I do? Right. And then people start to go for like yoga class, lah, you know, like travel, lah, fall in love with fine dining, lah, all that, right? So so it, it, there's a whole consumer repertoire that try to meet you where you are, which is that bunch of people that are seeking the Atas experience or the different experiences, essentially trying to get new experiences. Lah, huh? So all these all these merchants and all these businesses will try to curate lah, to meet our needs. And I think you will know who who I'm talking about, right? Like, I'm sure we have a lot of friends. Maybe you yourself, you know, you travel once a year. You know, it's like, to me, it's a bit of a first world problem. Like, yeah, this year I never travel very tough, <laughs> right? So, okay, but I get it, I get it. I'm not dissing anyone for lifestyle choices. You want to travel, you want to experience, all that. Because like I said, you have some money sitting around. Your long-term financial goals are broadly intact and you want to splurge and what, what people call self-care, right? Which which I did an episode to talk about self-care doesn't need to be expensive. But but that aside, so whether you believe in self-care or you're trying to accumulate extra experiences and, and all that, right? You are essentially doing all that jazz, And I have a very cute story to share, actually. So in my my early days, when we were a bit younger, okay, not not that young, I'm in my 30 already, okay, I'm I'm 30. This year, I'm 30. My early days, maybe 25, a few years ago, you know, and some of my friends started working already, right? So some friends started working and then they'd be like, whoa, you know, bro, I make money already, let's travel, right? So uh, I, I get it, right? Because if you come from a family or you come from a childhood where generally you feel like uh, you suppress your spending. That's my observation, okay? With people that have suppressed their spending and feel like they have experienced a subpar childhood, which means they have to cut back, they have to, you know, sacrifice certain things. Once people like that make money, which is, okay, to be clear, which is quite a lot of us, okay? We don't come from the most, like we may not be the most jalat, but we don't come from families that are like, you know, can just do anything, whatever you want, just go ahead, blah, 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 right? So, when a lot of us that come from middle class or like lower middle class families grow up and we make our first few paychecks, we want to like experience. We want to go up there. We want to do our thing. And many of us will do that, right? So I get it. And one of my friends actually, Joe, another friend, because this is a third party story. One of my friends, my childhood friend, Joe, another friend to say, hey, let's go Korea, lah, right? Winter, like very nice, very sweet. Just saying, uh, snow is very smelly and very dirty. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you go into the rural parts, okay. If you've never experienced snow, it's very dirty, very spelly in the city. Okay, it's only beautiful for five minutes. After it lands and the cars drive past, the engine melt the thing. The snow become very black one. <laughs> but okay, so they wanted to go and travel together because they were good friends when they were younger. Hey, say until like good, not good friends now. Okay, that but that's their own problem not our problem okay. but they they want to go and travel together and one of them was like "Uh, you know but I really want to save up for something else I don't really want to like spend now now." and you know what the other person said to her just use your credit card line (laughs) we come back first then we enjoy then we figure out how to pay wow you know, as a leading financial podcaster, I really cannot accept such ideas now. Okay. To me, it's a, you spend, you know, you, you, if you enjoy it, you plan to do it already. Great. Go for it. But why do you want to induce additional debt just to go and experience something that you may or may not want? and you cave under social pressure, right? So, oh my god, that's like a big no-no lah. But I know many of you tuning in probably will not be like that. But if just so happened you're like that, please tell me, okay? Some of the horror stories. I gather more horror stories. I can share more with other people, okay? But basically, if you fall into this group, okay? If you fall into this group of still single millennial with like, you know, decent surpluses in your income, your broad financial plans are sorted, you are seeking experiences, I will say... Although cashback is simpler, maybe it's better for you to play the mouse game right to collect your mouse, collect your bank points so that you can kind of structure a one time good one, a business class fly or that turn around into career on for countdown and what have you right so I think for a lot of people that are in this space you know looking to gather experiences i know cashback is the simplest laziest one but maybe for you if you are looking at this spend a little bit of effort okay spend a little bit of effort think a little bit about it the miles game probably fits your situation and your goals a little bit better. I mean, like, like what Aaron said, right? Aaron from Mount Lion, he told us that, oh yeah, you know, although the mouse game is a bit more complicated, but if you are someone that seeks experiences, you are really maximizing your spend for the reward that you're going to get. Right. So so, I really think if you're a young millennial looking for these kind of experiences, ah, play the mouse games, ah, don't be so lazy, you know. okay. But this is uh, on the basis that you have the bandwidth, okay. If you every day start at the office, then sorry lah, like this one I cannot help you. <laughs> Which brings me to the second persona within our community, and that is a young family builder. I know a lot of you, new family, you know, you're setting up your stuff and you're making a lot of big fixed spending, whether is it renovation, buying a house, you know, a wedding, all these things. I know many of you are going through this process. And yeah, I will talk a little bit more about this persona afterward from our sponsor. Hey Coconuts, HSBC is looking to offer you a wide array of credit cards to meet your unique needs. If you're young, hustling, looking to gather a lot of experiences, HSBC Revolution card is going to give you up to 10x reward points. For the young family builders, HSBC Platinum card gives you 5% cash rebate on groceries, fuel and dining. And for all those that are looking to live on your own terms and on your lifestyle, HSBC Advanced card earns you up to 3.5% cash back on all your spending. Terms and conditions apply. For all that and more, head over to grp.hsbc slash tfcxhsbc. I repeat, grp.hsbc slash tfcxhsbc. Okay, I know it's very long. If you cannot remember, link is in the description below to learn more about how you can shape your world with HSBC credit cards. Okay, so if you are a young family builder, which I think a lot of us are in the situation, okay, not us, like, you know, us, like, maybe not me yet, you know, but I know a lot of you are there. You are buying things like your home, you are buying like home renovation, you're doing wedding and all that, right? And, and you're going to spend tens of thousands of dollars. I think recently there's a mommy fair, which, oh my God, I see the things that people spend at the mommy fair. I really salute, man. Like, all of you. Right? Shout out to all of you really spending a lot for your kids, right? So cool, you know, do what you need to do. But the reality is, if you're a young family builder, right, you're in the crux of spending all this money, which hey, actually, right? I don't know if you do that or if you know friends that do that. I've actually met people that went around shopping for credit cards because they were on the crux of doing all these things. They were on the crux of Buying a house, you know, putting up their mortgages, uh, renovating homes, and, and this wedding, all that. And they went around shopping for crackers. I'm like, oh, you do that? Oh, it works. And the reality is, yeah, if you can do that and you can leverage on cash back, you're totally getting a discount on all your spending, essentially. And while a lot of us when we think of cashback today we think of all the apps, right? There are all these different apps that give you cashback you know, blah, blah, blah But actually the credit card guys are the OGs of cashback They've been giving cashback since forever, right? And some of them give cashback on like more cashback on fuel or more cashback on like groceries or more cashback on different things So depending on the composite there are all these interesting things that they provide cashback on Once again trying to envision their audience, right? Where will you spend? like right? Who are you? What are you going to spend on? And based on that, try to give you the best cashback value you know, so that you, you get the most and you stick with them. Right, Essentially, they're a business they want to keep you within their ecosystem. Also, amidst all the promotions, cashback, rewards, rebates, within this huge world of credit card rewards, I do believe that as a young family builder, maybe what we can focus on will be things like fuel, groceries, and some of these things that, you know, you spend day to day is like a recurring expense as a family, right? Think about the 5% cash rebate on groceries, fuel, dining. Yeah, instead of the <laughs> instead of the one-for-one movie ticket, maybe as we age, you know, some of these things become sexy. Year as a reward especially you know when we are building a family and there's so much so much more spending that previously we only focused on ourselves now it's just a whole family thing so it is what it is as we age our spending patterns change you know even our investment palette change so even some of these cards some of the rewards that we focus on may have to develop and keep up with the way we live today right but but that being said that being said okay I'm not I'm not giving uh, all the guys or the ladies in the house to say like oh hey then we don't need to date anymore (laughs) I still hope that you spend time to take care of yourself spend great time with your partner it's not like now that you're building a family then everything is about a family so take a break from time to time but for the prolonged or for the consistent kind of spending maybe it's time to rethink what kind of rewards matter to us and so I think the biggest difference here between the still single millennial gathering experiences and the young family builder is that the miles game right a bit luxurious, now. Uh. <laughs> you know, when you're a young family builder, you're going to spend a lot of money. Hey, $10,000, 20000 on, like, I don't know, honeymoon. Another 50000 on, like, your wedding. Another 80000 on renovation. You know, there the are many, many things that you're going to spend on. Hey, technically, if you play the mouse game, right, uh, you cannot get back any cash, lah, right? It's going to be a long, long, long thing going forward. Why not? Why not? Why not we get some cash? And with that cash back, you can potentially invest. Okay, so that's the thing, right? I think recently out there, there's been some discussion like investing your cash back. I'm sure you've seen that. There's some articles, there's some influencers that talk about it. And my view is, yeah, you're not wrong. You can influence your cash. You can invest your cash back. But the reality is you can invest cash. Don't need to invest invest cash back. <laughs> it's like, it's <laughs> much cash? As long as it's cash, you can invest, okay? It's not about, you know, uh, spending money so that you get cash back and you can invest. No, 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 no. It's not about that, right? I don't want you to have this idea and force you to induce like, oh, maybe I just spend more so I can invest my cash back. No, you can invest cash. All sorts of cash coming from different ways, okay, including cash back. And I think that is the part that a lot of us need to realise, right? We're entering a phase of building a family. Okay, I, I'm not saying like, Macham, um, I know, right? But I've talked to many people around this. And when you're entering the phase of building a family, you enter into a phase of relative stability more stable than you were young and wild. It's like, hey, bro, let's go Johor lah. Hey, let's go Thailand lah. You know, whatever. Like, you can just fly and you just go. But once you settle in, you get married, you know, you got to ask your partner, hey, you know, can I move? Can I go out? Uh, you become relatively stable and you're really trying to build a nest. You're trying to build a home. And in such a situation, I strongly think that I think the cashback game is the best one for you, right? Just get the cash and invest and compile 10 years, 20 years. Years down, uh, it all adds up. It adds up to you building your nest and it could potentially add up to you building a university fund for your kid. But the mouse game still stands, right? So if you still play the mouse game, I think the value on the big experiences that you get may really be bigger than just taking the cash back, the simple cashback. But when your persona change, when you're entering a new phase. I do think in such a phase, every single dollar counts, right? And I want to repeat, uh, it's not about investing your cash, but you can invest cash. <laughs> so, Cashback or not, as long as it's cash, you can invest. It's just so happened that because you're entering this space and doing this new psyche of like setting up a family, you have a lot of big expenses. Like, hey, take the cash back, invest the money, compound, and over time, I think you, you may thank yourself down the road, lah, huh? Which brings me to the third persona that I envision within our community and that is the digital nomad or the globetrotter or some people call themselves the global citizen. (laughs) In other words, in other words, okay, whatever you call yourself a digital nomad, online worker, globetrotter, whatever you call yourself, I'm going to describe you as someone that's going to be travelling around working on the go, like what I was doing for a period of time. Okay? And I know many of you, because you listen to me, you, you'll be like, wow, I can do this. i uh, very inspired. Like I went on Chris's channel, Honey Money SG, to talk a little bit about this. And well, the, well, the comment section was going wild, right? So I get it. A lot of people may be inspired by me. A lot of people may be inspired by other people. And maybe also because two years of being stuck in Singapore during COVID made you rethink your life. And you feel like, yeah, you know, when I'm young... I want to go out there and see the world. Slightly later, I can settle down and do the grind. And great. Good on you if that's what you want. And the cat out of the bag for this persona is I strongly recommend you do the cashback game. Whoa! A lot of people will be like, "Hey, but you travel so much. Shouldn't you try to do the whole bank points or the miles game? And my answer is no. I'm going to share with you the insights why it doesn't work for you. The anchoring of the mouse game requires you to spend quite a bit. Yes, the truth is while you get a lot of upside in terms of like atas experiences like, like flying business class, like lounge access, like all these very atas, you know, up there kind of experiences that you may not be able to do it just by paying pure cash. I get it. The reality is while you're traveling for long, while you're a digital nomad, trotting around, going to different places and experiencing life in a slower fashion, you know, just kind of moving from one place to another, working online. The reality is that you actually don't spend a lot. You don't spend a lot. You will travel on the cheapest tickets. Because you're really nomadic, right? You will not fly peak season. You will hate it to fly peak season because peak season, everybody's there. Why would you want to be there? Why would you want to squeeze with the Singaporeans? <laughs> I'm very annoyed when I travel and I'm like, oh my God, many of those Singaporeans, right? <laughs> it's not that I hate Singaporeans, but it's just that like I'm already traveling. Why are so many Singaporeans here? So, if you're going to travel off-season, you're flying on the cheapest ticket, you'll be moving to places that you can afford. Generally, my personal experience while digital nomading and globe trotting is I spend less than $1,000 a month. Right? All in included, you know, including the hostel stay, including I amortize my flight ticket. That means if, let's say, I fly to this place, let's say I fly from Singapore to Turkey, okay? I think recently I, I flew back. Right? So I fly from Singapore to Turkey. I spend a one-way ticket of maybe $600 off-season or like $700 off-season. So you get the idea, right? When you're nomading, you fly off-season. You don't join everybody. So your spending is going to come out a lot. So if you fly off-season, you go to all these different places and you spend pretty much locally. You, you, you're not really spending a lot. Hey, it's very hard to accumulate any kind of serious miles game. At least that's my feeling, okay, and my experience so far. Because I think a lot of people have this mismatch experience thinking that, wow, if I fly around, I do all these things, you know, I go all these different places, I'm going to be able to do the mouse game and the reality is, nope, you're not going to do that so yeah care out of the back is if you're gonna be a digital nomad you're gonna be flying off season you're gonna be travelling you know on a relatively lean budget you're gonna be spending at places where they're popular with digital nomads which tend to be cheaper until digital nomads take over the place <laughs> there is something like that right but generally you fly off season you eat local uh, you don't really go to expensive places uh, what is there to really accumulate miles on okay I get it I know a lot of people when they listen all the way here they'll be like hey, eh, then are you trying to say that you don't really spend much and you don't really need to care about credit cards as a digital nomad and I I would say uh, yeah probably so you don't really need to focus too much on cashbacks or rewards because your spending is going to be pretty low but from my personal experiences after travelling and meeting a lot of different digital nomads at some point a lot of people will then pick up new skills right they will want to learn something or they pick up side hustles a lot of them build side hustles they've built digital businesses e-commerce training uh, or they may even go go to school or pick up coding online, right? So, there's a lot of these kind of integration and these kind of strategies out there that very, very focus on the digital nomad community and eventually at some point in your life, uh, you might want to learn new stuff. Like, like I actually built a lot of things on the go, right? Like, I built a team on the go, I built different shows on the go. So, there are many different things that I have built while I was on the go as a digital nomad. And my spending, they do come up, right? <laughs> With small software. Software is expensive these days. So, more softwares or courses or some of these other things that you pick up on the go, that can cost quite a bit. And because you're hustling on the go and you're trying to um, shape your life and get yourself into a new phase of life, then to build yourself, to come back stronger as a person, then maybe things like cashback is something that I would believe you should focus more on, right? Because uh, I would say that a lot of people that are playing the mouse game, they have a general, very stable life, right? They have a very stable life, they're earning good money, and they're just kind of like playing the game because it's very recurring. But for a lot of nomads, um, I would say many are in the process of trying new things, changing their lifestyle, eventually finding that thing that they want to double down on. So with this kind of flexibility, I do think uh, yeah, maybe cashback is the way to go. So yes, in conclusion, there will always be different cards to meet your varying goals, but they all anchor on this idea of spending for rewards. So it's really about spending what you already plan to spend and that's my core message. Spending what you already plan to spend and get the rewards on top of it, right? Don't let it drive more spending, okay? In closing, these are the three types of persona I believe you will fall into and how you should potentially look at credit cards as a means to maximize your spending. Number one, the first persona is the still single millennial with strong spending power, seeking a lot of new experiences. I think the miles game is something that you can explore. I know it takes a little bit more bandwidth. You got to be a little bit more strategizing. But if you accumulate miles, you accumulate bank points to capture some of the bigger pricey experiences down the road. Hey, I think that fits your goal. Number two is the young family builders, which I believe a lot of you are going through. You're spending a lot of <laughs> big spending, like very I know, like bloodshed like that. Right? So, with all that spending, I do think that you should consider settling for cash back instead of the miles game, right? Because I know a lot of miles people tell you, oh yeah, you get more value for miles, blah, blah, blah. I get it. But you are entering a new phase of life. You're gonna be spending more time at home. You wanna settle in your your family. With the team, right? You are building the team and I think with that, cashback will really help you to centre on your goals and build that longer term goals. Down the road, you may love yourself a little bit more. The third bunch of people are your globetrotters or your digital nomads. You know, some of you thinking of travelling around and working on the go. I think, okay, counterintuitively, you should do cashback because your expenses will drop very seriously whether you call it geo-arbitrage or whether you call it flying off-season or trying to go the digital nomad route, whatever you call it, you're going to be spending a lot less than what you think you will spend, right? So with that, a good trip you know, becomes pretty diminished also because you're going to be moving around. You're going to be getting a lot of experiences on the go. It's not a one-time good one like the friends doing the corporate grind. So I know it's very counterintuitive. But yeah, with that, I hope you learned something useful today. See ya! (laughs) I hope you learned Something useful today And truly appreciate That you took time off To better your life With the financial coconut Knowledge Is that much more Part of it interesting When shared, debated And discussed Join our community Telegram group Like it's really growing I love it And we are preparing A Reddit I think we will be Having a Reddit very soon So all that and more Very good stuff Uh, If there was one thing that I hope you could do which is to follow our emails, okay? So uh, drop your emails on thefinancialcoconut.com to get the latest insights, latest promos, latest ideas because sometimes it takes too long to create content. We could just shoot you an email on some of the latest things out there that are happening. So yeah, I hope you will um, join our mailing list, join our email newsletter and let's see where this brings us. With that, I will see you next week. So yes, I hope you find that useful. I'm not saying that it is like you know, maximum rewards, you optimize everything. No, I'm I'm really trying to contextualize to where are you, what are you trying to do, what are you trying to achieve and uh, what kind of games you then play, you know, because either way you're going to be spending and if you can get a little bit more rewards, great, good on you. And yeah, if HSBC credit cards meet your needs, please check them out. HSBC credit cards, a link is in the description below, okay? Next week, next week, we're going to spend some time to talk a little bit about pre-retire questions okay i've actually recorded this episode quite a while ago but so many things have happened okay so many things have happened in the market i had to kind of push it back quite a little uh but this was uh during the height of fire i think a lot of people were talking about pre-retirement now a lot of people are just very concerned to want recession i want things to happen but i do think that as the year come to an end let us not forget what we are doing, okay? Let us not forget that, hey, every week we tune into a financial podcast so that we become a little bit more strategic. We can maybe retire a little bit earlier. We can achieve our goals at peace. Uh. So yeah, I think next week, I'm really going to spend some good time to talk about three pre-retirement questions that we have to ask ourselves. Yeah, and, and I put these questions together after interviewing a lot of people and going through the content space like man, right? So you know where I'm coming from. I hope the questions will help you to get a bit more clarity on the life you want to achieve in your retirement years. Yeah, and maybe, maybe you will never retire ever. <laughs> right? So Because things have changed. Things have changed. See you next week.